But in any case, if that isn't the situation and this is our only life that you want to actually live it the best way possible and mm-hmm. not go out of your way to do some crazy shit and hope that it was actually a simulation and you wake up. What the fuck is we doing? All right. Good morning, everybody. Um, I'm pretty sure this is episode number 45. 45, yeah. Um, all right, so we got that one on the first try. Uh, December 18th, looking good. Uh, the nice snowfall that we had the other day is still out there. So, Well, I mean, we're in New York. We didn't have snow all over the world, so it was nice. Um, but yeah, besides that, uh, this is a conversation between me and Mike for entertainment purposes only. And whatever we say here is not is not to be taken with any sense of legal advice um yeah that's pretty much it sweet um good morning everybody this is michael some of the topics for the day include on the personal development simulation theory on the fitness we have how to make exercises easier or harder depending on what you're trying to do in finance how much money should i start out with trading to trade so yesterday we talked about how much money do you need to invest. This time, how much money we need to start trading. All right. So let's get started. Uh, the first topic, uh, simulation theory. This is actually a really interesting topic. Now, yeah. We had it sitting there for a while now. And I guess <laughs> today was one of those days to just bring it out. Yeah, absolutely. Um, oh, it's Friday. Jesus. Mm-hmm. Forgot about that. Got my water right here. Uh, let's chase my so, boy. Yeah, shots of info. Good. Let's get it started. Simulation theory. Uh, can you define it or can you give you a definition of it? I can't really give you a perfect <laughs> definition, but essentially, from just like the layman's term, from what I understand of it, it's basically mm-hmm. the idea or the concept that right now the world that you're living in isn't actually real. Instead, it's a simulation. Mm-hmm. It describes it. It's basic. If you want to think about it, it's basically a game. You're living within a game, right. and everything around you is not actually real. It feels real because that's how good the game is developed. Mm-hmm. Um, think about like a virtual reality or the virtual headsets that exist nowadays. It's that, but like on steroids, and we've perfected <laughs> it in such a way where we can feel and sense everything to mimic actual life. Um, okay, and that's yeah, for the basic understanding. Yeah, that, that's pretty much what it is. Like, if you have watched The Matrix, that's pretty much what the simulation theory is uh, based on. So pretty much we are just living on a simulation. Like, we don't really exist. Or depending on how the simulation is created, it can be on our heads. So we can be living on our heads. Or we can be just part of a computer and we just pixels. We don't really exist at all. Mm-hmm. Or... It can be kind of like a game, kind of like the Maze Runner. Have you watched the Maze Runner? I think I have, but I don't remember it. Yeah, so it's like, you know, they're in in the cage and in like in the middle, there's just uh, people like a like a like a group of people who live in there. But they know there's something out there, but they have to like run the maze. So it's kind of like a simulation. So they're living living human beings, but. You know, they're still part of a simulation 
try to see who is the smartest, who the, the, the most fit to get out of it. Now, on my understanding about the simulation theory, do I believe it is, is a possibility? Now, everything in this world can be possible. And yeah, I actually had thought about it a lot, like before, mm -hmm. like back in the days, I used to like analyze this shit a lot. But in the conclusion, there's nothing we can do about it unless we get unplugged. But, you know, you I don't let it um, drive me. Like, I don't let it consume me the fact that yeah, it definitely it's a possibility but you know it, it can be it's crazy like there might be a, a civilization much much advanced than us and we just part of their game kind of like sims you know have you played the, the video game sims yeah. something like that like which is in control imagine some shit like that <laughs> yeah no it's, it's crazy not gonna lie it is it is kind of interesting to think about it mm. um and to argue about it too, like to have a this like a full discussion one to one, you can argue why it can possible. Uh, like, why do you think it is possible to be a simulation? So, have you ever experienced those moments of like deja vu, right? Yeah. Where like you felt like you've done this before, like literally the exact same thing. Yep. So those are like examples like that. Those are things where I'm like, man, this is a little odd. Why is it that this feels literally like? Mm -hmm. identical to what I've done or I've seen or I've experienced before. And to me, I feel like maybe that's like a glitch in the game, right? So mm -hmm. like... Kind of like a loop. Yeah, there's, a, there's this loop that just kind of cycles through us from time to time. And perhaps it's uh, errors in the coding or maybe it's just, it's there as a feature. I don't know. But in, in any case, it's interesting that those things happen exactly the same. Mm -hmm. No, definitely. That happened to me quite a few times, like literally. And it's not just one event, it's just like a series of events that happens like one after another. And then a few years later, it happens one after another again. Mm -hmm. It's kind of interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I know where you're coming from. Now, uh, for me, there's things that we cannot explain that happens on this world. And I think those are like kind of like the glitches in the system. For example, you know, like um, there's a theory, like uh, like the pronunciation of something. Now, back mm -hmm. in the days, it, it used to be different, but now we hear it and we cannot remember like it was differently. There's there's a name to it, but um, like I find it really really curious. Like, why is that effect? Like, why do I remember um, pronouncing it differently than how I pronounce it now? There's a name. Um, I forgot the name of it, but in but I find that really interesting because like it's not just me, which is like a couple of people. It's like a group of people who remembers how it, something is being pronounced. Oh shit! I wish I knew the name, but it's. It'll come to you later. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, so little things like this, or even like the UFOs that surround us. Now, why why can we not tell, say like like bro? It's there's so much technology out there. Now there's so many things that we cannot explain, like the the past civilizations, how they disappeared, and even like with their colleges technology that they have now, it's, it's still a mystery. So there's kind of like um there's kind of like that, and then I watch so much anime that everything can be possible. So. <laughs> So to be honest, to question the fact that we live in a civiliz 
uh, who live on the simulation or you know nothing of this is real this is just a part of a game is possible is literally possible and now another thing that we can argue is that we are pieces on somebody else's game um if you think about it which is uh, you know which is part of the society that was built on the hands of some few like of the rich people right so we live in Or that aliens. And could be aliens hmm so it could be aliens yeah, you no know, it can be aliens as well yeah but the thing like how they like for example this country was built or like any other country it was built on the um, on the morality and also on the on the views of certain few people who decided that uh, what is right what is right and what is wrong you know in that actually you can argue that it's part of a simulation because every like you go to a different country everybody lives differently you know yeah okay. <laughs> um so yeah i mean I've, again the topic itself is pretty interesting I and mean, you can kind of get a little, little lost in the weeds just thinking about well if this is a simulation then it doesn't matter what i do right right but to a certain degree we well i mean to a large degree we actually don't know Right. And maybe when you actually die, it's when you get out of the simulation, like you get out, get out of the game and that's when it's game over. And then you can actually start living your actual life. Or maybe that's another simulation and then you go into another simulation. This can have an infinite loop or it's a huge rabbit hole. Um, but in any case, if that isn't the situation, and this is our only life. No, you want to actually live it the best way possible and mm -hmm. go out of your way to do some crazy shit and hope that it was actually a simulation and you wake up, right? Like you go out of your way to jump off a building and then you're really hoping that this was a simulation and that doesn't end up happening. Well, then you're just dead. So that doesn't really do much for you. Um, what else? Yeah. So I know there's one thing that um, I remember uh, somebody that I really look up to was Elon, is, is Elon Musk. And he actually agreed that, you know, There is a there's a high possibility that we live on a on a simulation because um okay I'm gonna read a quote that he said once It says why would you make a simulation that's boring you had to make a simulation that's way more interesting that than base reality so what his um you know distinctions of what's interesting about life so what he's reference to is that um you know like we don't notice that we are part of a simulation because that like, we play game. We, we, we play video games, right? And sometimes in the game, you just like, uh, bam, 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 bam. Like for example, Call of Duty, you you get to play as many times as you want and you can also like heal yourself. Now, that's your interesting, the fact that that exists, the fact that somebody was able to create a game like that, it's, um, it's something that can be done in the reality. Because you know, like just ideas put in out there They become reality eventually. If not, if you don't go for it, if you don't do it, somebody else will do it. And that's just something that I always think about. But the fact that that exists, what makes us think that you know our lives is is just a video game, and it's to whoever you know, and the goal is just to survive, because that's what it was. Like if you look back in the in the days, man was you know the only thing that we can do is survive. Like we were meant for survive. Yeah. There's harsh conditions. 
But yeah. No, even to this day, like, you know, it's the number one goal to survive, to pass on your genetic legacy, right? Have mm-hmm. children and just keep surviving. Mm-hmm. That's, that is literally the program that we've been programmed to do, to survive. Um, yeah. But yeah, I feel, yeah, I feel like that pretty much wraps it up. There's not really much to discuss other than the fact that it's a possibility and it's an interesting thing to just think about. Um, but, you know, at the end of the day, you kind of actually got to live your life because you can't really go about thinking that it's just a game and you can do whatever you want because we don't know. Um, no, definitely. Yeah. Like I said, even in the simulation, like like in a game, there are rules and, in, you know, you you don't, well, I'm, I'm, I, I've always been like a rule breaker, but you kind of follow in the sense that, you know, you don't want to kill anybody or you don't want to just drop everything that you're doing and just do whatever you want. Like there are rules and those rules were kind of imposed in civilizations. So you can be a better, better man, you know, better, or better woman, but better person, better person, yeah, better citizen as well. So um, similar in the game, in order to succeed, you gotta kind of follow the rules and do what the game is meant to do. And if you think, if you believe this is a simulation, regardless if you believe it or not, you gotta do what you gotta do in order to survive and be successful on your purpose and do what you wanna do. Because remember, mm-hmm. whether it's a simulation or not, you are here. There's not much that you can do about it other than just argue back and forth with somebody. And if you strongly believe it's a simulation, then you can, you know, put your points kind of like just think it through because it's, trust me, it's a, it's a loophole that um, with anything like with parallel reality, with um, simulation theories, with so many things like the, the earth is flat, you can go out there, look videos, learn. But at the end of the day, there's little that you can do to change the fact that you are here. So make the best out of it. Uh, don't fall into this um, this loophole that you know, it's just going to be in the head, in, in your head, and it's just going to drain your energy and, mm-hmm. you know, kind of like taking away from you, from the path right. that you should be going. Right, right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's pretty much it. I think that concludes the topic on that. Yeah, absolutely. I that. think that, that, that wraps it up really nicely. Mm-hmm. Very good. So let's jump into the next topic, which is fitness. How to make exercise easier or harder? All right. So we've gone a little, uh, we've talked about this little by little over time, but um, let's see if this time we can just put it into one topic, right? So one of the, the biggest things about making exercises easier or harder is elevation, right? Mm-hmm. So hypothetically, let's take a push up. And we've talked about this before in the past, right? If you do an actual push-up where, you know, you're parallel to the floor, you're on the ground, you're doing an actual push-up, depending on the person, that's either pretty difficult or pretty easy, right? But let's start off with the person that is is struggling with that kind of push-up. Making that easier would be as simple as changing the elevation. So what you could do is obviously drop to your knees and do it from that position, Um I wouldn't say there's that much benefit to doing it on your knees simply because you're not mimicking the actual movement, like the actual movement that you want to do, you're doing something else. So instead of that, you change the elevation. So instead of being on the floor, you slightly increase the elevation. So maybe you're doing it from a box that's a little bit higher from the floor. That way, gravity isn't actually just pushing down on you all the way. 
Um, if that's still too difficult, then you keep increasing that elevation until potentially you're doing it against the wall. And that's the one that you feel like that's the only one that you can do. That way you're mimicking the motion exactly. And it's easier for you. So you can just make progressions through that. Just get better at that one and drop the elevation until you're able to get all the way down to the floor. And one of the other things is that it doesn't have to be quickly. You got to take your time with this because Mm -hmm. it's on one end of the spectrum, it's building the strength to do this thing. But on the other side, it's building the skill because there is a technical skill on how to do these movements. And for some people, it, it comes really easy to learn that technical skill. And for other people, it doesn't. Sometimes it takes a long time to just learn that the motor functions of doing this movement. And, you know, it is what it is. But so long as you do it properly, that's all that matters. Um, let's see. What do you got? What ideas you got? Well, yeah, definitely elevation. It's uh, one of those that, you know, you kind of want to apply it on um, push-ups or anything else, like even on a pull-up depending on how inclined or parallel to the wall, to the, to the, to the floor, it's going to get harder. Now, uh, for a push-up, for example, if you start flat, it's regular, you can start uh, against the wall. That's going to be like the easiest way that you can do also. Like aside of the knees, you just put yourself right in front of the wall and you can do a push-up right there. It's going to be the easiest one. Now, uh, when you go into a little bit harder, you want to put your your legs on top of something. That's going to be like the most challenging. But oh, decline. Yeah, the decline. But you got to keep in consideration that you're working out a different muscle of the chest. So that also plays a huge role when you are thinking doing these little sorts. Now, um, another thing that I think makes it easier for certain exercises is going to be a, uh, what is it called? Resistant band. So like, for example, in a pull-up, you just like a step, like just hang it on whatever you're doing it, just a step on it, and it's going to help you do the pull-up more nicely and more smoothly. So I would definitely mm-hmm. recommend doing that if your form is bad. So if you're working on your form and you want to, you know, better that rather than just, you know, using all your energy in doing the run. So I right. that's why I learned to do a pull-up, actually. Um, uh, so, so here's another thing. So mm-hmm. the first thing we did there was elevation, right? So the second part there, uh, which we were kind of getting at is range of motion. Or range um, of so range of motion works in such a way where obviously if you're able to do a full range of motion movement. So now instead of a push up, let's jump to a squat. A good squat is you getting to about a 90 degree angle from your hip to your knee, right? So there's a 90 degree angle at your knee and 90 degree angle at your hip. And then obviously your chest is upright. That's a proper squat. Let's say you can't do that. That's too difficult. Or you can do that with body weight, but you're trying to do it with weight, right? But that's still too difficult. Maybe the weight is too heavy or you haven't learned the technical skills of how to squat with weight on your back or weight Mm -hmm. on the front, whatever the case might be. Range of motion can be a, a key factor here, right? So instead of trying to do the full range of motion, limit it. So instead of trying to go 90 degrees, or lower, you put a box or a chair and you sit down on that chair with the movement, right? So let's say hypothetically you're doing the squat, you have weight on your back. Your range of motion is as far as you can go until you're able to sit on that box, right? And that box can be as high or as low as you want it to be. If you want it to be exactly 90 degrees, then it's exactly 90. If you want it to be higher, it can be higher. Mm-hmm. But with that, you can work on what actually is easy for you or what you can actually do. And then as you develop the movement and the strength to keep doing it, 
then you can make the box smaller and smaller until it's just your body weight or rather it's just you doing the movement with nothing to help you. Um, so that's another way to make exercises easier or harder. So either increasing the range of motion or decreasing it. Okay. Yeah, absolutely. That's a good one as well. Um, another one is also, you know, always start with your body weight uh, before lifting heavy weights. I think that's one of the best advice I can give you because um, as long as you can deal with your own body weight, then you're going to be good. Now, uh, using your body weight is going to be helpful to improve once again the, um, your own strength, but also uh, getting the form right. Because like if you go to the gym mm -hmm. and you start doing uh, like a weird form, like something that's not helpful, you can actually get injured or kind of unbalance your muscle mass. That this, this is what happened to me. Like this is from experience. I used to have more strength on my left shoulder than on my right shoulder. And it was so noticeable that you can see that the muscle on my left shoulder was like bigger. I don't know if you remember, because this was when I was in high school. Because no, so, no, no. Yeah. So what I had to do was to like kind of balance it out. So the muscle, um, you know, they combine. Now I lose all of my muscles. So they're not there. Oh, they're not now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But yeah, so usually that's how you start, how you begin. So with your own body weight and yeah. And like, regardless where you are, like if you're starting to work out, don't like, if you go to the gym, let's say this is something, this is more like a mindset that you go with. Um, let's say, you know, like there's a lot of people there. They're, they're already fit. They're already strong. So they're lifting like 20s, they're lift, not 20s, they're lifting like, uh 50s 60s 100s to do a bench press or something now if you go there and you feel a little bit insecure about that it's just in your mind nobody gives a fuck how much you're lifting it might look weird but like start with the weight that you're comfortable with and start progressing from there trust me everybody has been on your shoes and people who judge you they're assholes because they've been there as well nobody was grown with the strong muscles you know nobody was Nobody born. was, no one, nobody born was Jack. born like that, bro. So it's, it's, it's progress. So go with the mindset that, you know, everybody has been on your shoes and you're starting. And the fact that you're starting is going to take you a long way. I need to take my own advice now. Mm -hmm. but yeah. mm -hmm. All right. Last two points I have for you here is <laughs> form and resistance, right? So mm -hmm. You talked about there about the form, right? So oftentimes, sometimes, well, for, for some people, Uh, it can be a little bit easier to do some exercises mm -hmm. simply because you're not doing it with proper form. Once you start right. actually like learning how to perform exercises correctly, engaging the proper muscle groups, um, actually, you know, doing it from the proper angles and things of that nature, mm -hmm. exercises can get a lot more difficult. Like a regular push-up becomes more difficult when you start actually thinking about activating your core, squeezing your glutes making sure your arms are aligned in such a way where your wrists, elbows, and shoulders are all lined up. Mm -hmm. If that's proper form, if you've never done it like that, <clears throat> you're going to find that a challenge because one, you're engaging more muscle groups that way. And two, um, shit, I forgot about two. Uh, <laughs> but in any case, you're engaging more muscle groups and, oh, and it's a new technique now or it's a new skill that you have to acquire because you've been learning it the wrong way. Right. So, And that can happen with any of the exercises that you're doing. So always focus on the form. Because if you're doing proper form, you're usually, most people don't. And they're not, you know, they're not seeing the benefits that they should be seeing from these exercises. 
But once you actually learn proper form, it becomes harder and you actually start getting the what you actually want to see, those results from those exercises. Yeah, for sure. Then the second or the this last point here is the resistance. <clears throat> so you we talked about it earlier with like resistance bands. Mm-hmm. So hypothetically, let's say you're not an individual that can that's comfortable using weights because you know it might fall or something, or maybe like a, a putting weight on your back is problematic because there's a lot of pressure that goes to your back or your spine and you don't like it or it's not recommended for you to do. Mm-hmm. There's different ways to use resist- resistances. So again, let's go back to the squat, right? Or bodyweight squat. Or no, not even a squat, just doing a movement for your legs. So you have a bodyweight squat. It's like number one. If you've, you want to do something a little bit extra, right? You can use a leg press machine. That's a resistance that is external and you can control or the movements are controlled for you and you can load mm-hmm. that up with weight and not really be too worried about, you know, injury or anything like that because it's a controlled environment. Or if you want to stick with more traditional, just using your body, then you start using uh, free weights, right? So you can use barbells, dumbbells, kettlebells, <clears throat> or resistance bands. Mm-hmm. Um, and within those free weights categories, there's a level of, what would I say, difficulty depending on the, the resistance that you pick, right? So barbell um, squat is going to be more difficult than a dumbbell squat, usually because with a dumbbell, you can hold that out in the front and you can drop the weight pretty quickly. But the barbell squat can become a little problematic. Yeah. Also, there's more techniques involved and range of motion issues because it's not only your lower body, but it's also your upper body being able to maintain the, the bar on your back. Mm-hmm. Um, kettlebell is similar to a dumbbell. And again, let's say you're somebody that's not comfortable using weights. You can always jump in using resistance bands, right? That way it's not that problematic. It's pretty easy to use. You don't really have to go anywhere. You can use resistance bands wherever you are, even at home. And yeah, that's pretty much it. Yeah, that sounds really good. Really good advice. Uh, let's jump into the last topic of the day. I don't have anything else to add up, by the way. Uh, yeah. I think you covered all. Uh, finance, how much money should you start out with trade, with to trade? Uh, in my mm. opinion, whatever money you can afford to lose. Mm-hmm. Whatever money yeah, you don't need and you can afford to lose. Because with trading, there's always the risk that you're going to lose the money if you don't know how to trade. And also, regardless, like it's just a learning process. So on that process, you are going to lose the money. So whatever money you can afford to lose, that is the money that you should start trading with. If it's $50, put $50 and start trading with $50. If it's $100, put it there. If it's 1000 put it there. But it should be the money that you're comfortable losing. So like, for example, uh, the next day, you don't have the money anymore available for you. It won't affect you financially and it won't affect you psychological as well. Like you won't cry about that money. Right. That's, so, yeah. my, that's my personal that Yeah, for sure. You don't want to be using the kind of money where like <clears throat> if you lose it or because you don't know how to trade and you don't have any technical skills or risk management or anything like that. Mm-hmm. If you lose that money, you're shit out of luck because that money you were going to use for something more important, right? You definitely want to be starting out, especially if you don't know anything with minimum, probably like 50, hundred bucks. Cause again, at this point, it's just learning the skill. It doesn't matter how much profit you make. Cause that's mm-hmm. the allure, right? Of the of trading. Wait, you say 1500, 50, 50, just 50 or a hundred bucks. 
Okay, okay. The lore of trading or investing or just generally the stock market is that you can make a shitload of money right off the bat, right? Mm-hmm. If you put your money in something that, that that's going up, then it'll continue to go up and you'll make all the money or you'll make more money, your double, triple, quadruple your money. So mm-hmm. people get caught up in that fantasy and what ends up happening is reality. And when reality hits you, that's where you start losing money. And <laughs> if you're not, if you're not, patient and understand how the market works in its cyclical fashion most of the time you will sell when you're down 50 percent or down 20 percent and then that's when you lose the money and then you come back and look at that trade that you did let's say <laughs> a couple of weeks or a couple of months it's not only recovered but now it's at new highs mm-hmm. and maybe hypothetically it did what you thought it was going to do it doubled or tripled and you could have made your money back and then some but because you don't understand that and even us telling you that, right? Mm-hmm. It's not necessarily that it's all about patience because sometimes it's not. Sometimes those trades actually go south and they never recover. We don't know. I can't tell you for sure what's going to happen. But what I can tell you is that you need to experience the different ways things can happen in the market. Because, again, nobody thought that this pandemic was going to happen in such a way that it did, right? Mm-hmm. The market completely dropped off the face of the earth. And then within a couple of months, we not only recovered back to where we were before, but now we're at new highs and we're still not done with this pandemic. So in a sense, you know, everything is cyclical and yeah. it doesn't necessarily mean it's always going to be. That oh, definitely. This was an unprecedented thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I would say start small. You first need to experience as many different scenarios as possible in the market just mm-hmm. so that you get a good idea of like what can happen. Because there's an infinite possibility. You don't, like, there's literally no way to time the market or know exactly how it's going to go, simply because it can happen in any way. One day, everything's going well, and in that very same day, let's say, hypothetically, somebody dies, the market tanks. Mm -hmm. That's how it happens. Right. Yeah, well, the topic is specifically to starting with. So when you're starting with, you're probably um, either learning or don't know shit about trading. So definitely start with something, the money that you can afford to lose or don't even put any money and start with paper trading. So that's another option as well that you have. That would be ideal. What's up? I said that would be ideal, but the problem with paper trading is that you don't feel the same kind of motivation to do well. That's right. I never used paper trading in my life. But you definitely should if you've never traded before just because it it gives you a good idea of what you can and can't do. Mm -hmm. Definitely. All right, I think that covers it. So the money that you can afford to lose, but that's it, mm-hmm. as simple as that. Because trading is a little bit different. It's not going to grow in the long term. You can lose that. All right, so just so it doesn't get too lengthy, I do have some uh, news to cover. Um, markets, ultimate heights, which is really good. Everything was on the green yesterday. Uh, jobs, the number of people f- uh, f- filling, filing, filing mm-hmm. for un- unemployment benefits in the U.S., Shuts up to 885,000 last week. So we are on ultimate height for unemployment. And this is, I feel like this is all because, you know, they know the stimulus um, package is coming. So people are going to take advantage of that. Or it can be a reality. Like, I feel like there's some numbers in there that kind of fluctuate. I don't know if you've heard about the rapper that got into jail because he showed off in a song that he um, scammed the system. Really? Yeah. So he literally, he literally uh, checked out like a million 
like a million dollars because um with fake IDs or like stolen identities of people that he filed for unemployment. So there's people out there looking, you know, scamming the system, which is kind of crazy. But yeah, uh, the markets stock closed on all-time highs uh, because investors are expecting the stimulus to pass either uh, today or by Monday, we should have a clear answer to where it's going. Like I mentioned yesterday, COVID and advisory, advisory panel recommended the FDA to approve Moderna's coronavirus vaccine, which could come through today. All right. Now on the big news, uh, Coinbase is filing to IPO and it's probably going to be the first one of 2021. Now, some of the, um, you know, you know what Coinbase is? Coinbase is uh, kind of like a Robinhood, but it's for cryptocurrency. So I remember that's where I had my crypto actually back in the days. Really good platform. The downside of um, of um, Coinbase is that they charge your food they charge you a fee every time that you buy or every time that you sell. So that's how they make their money. But it's, it's a really good platform, a very, very well-designed app and um, website. Um, now, there are a couple major things that we don't know about Coinbase. So we don't know uh, which exchange it will be listed on. So we don't know whether it's going to be on the NASDAQ or um, the New York exchange, New York stock, stock exchange. exchange. Yeah, or we don't know yet which one is going to be. Uh, we don't know how the IPO will be structured. So we don't know if it's going to be like similar to Airbnb or similar to, I think it was Uber who did a direct IPO. So we don't know those details yet, but we know that it's going to be one of the first IPOs uh, and Coinbase IPO will not be typical. That's actually there. All right, Walmart and TikTok, um, a couple months ago, TikTok was getting banned of the U.S. if a major company, like a U.S. company, didn't get, uh, you know, didn't buy them or something. And Walmart jumped into this race against, I think it was Oracle. So now, you know, they're still on talks. There's no clear sign to where it's going, but Walmart is uh, trying to invest on TikTok. All right. So that's pretty much it. So big tech. Uh, never mind. Okay, cool. Uh, other than that, once again, with the other than that, should you buy a house right now? Now, mortgage, the fixed 30-year uh, fixed mortgage is actually on its ultimate, ultimate, ultimate low of 2.67%, which is really low, actually. So that's the um, 15 record low this year and the lowest since Freddie started tracking. So the lowest in 50 years. Right, that's what low it is right now. Right, so so should you buy a house? Depends. Do your own research. I think you know the interest rate is really good. You can refinance, which is you know if you already have a mortgage, try to refinance because you can get you know cuts on there as well. And other news: Google got hit with its tier antitrust lawsuit in several months. This one is over the search practices. Some good news, it's 2.1 billion acquisition of Fitbit was cleared by the EU regulators. Oh, Robinhood. Robinhood had a couple of days um, yesterday talking about like, you know, back and forth with Massachusetts. Yesterday, it paid 65 million fine to settle the SEC charges that it mislead customers. Yeah. Yeah, that was a lot of money. 
President-elect Joe Biden said cybersecurity will be top priority following the recent suspect, uh, sus sorry, recent suspected uh, Russian hacking on of top U.S. agencies and Fordham 500 companies. Interesting. Coca-Cola will cut 2,200 jobs globally as part of a restructuring effort. FedEx said its profit almost doubled last quarter during the shipping boom, and it's probably going to keep growing because of their, one of the major shipping companies for the vaccine. Mm -hmm. And yeah, that's pretty much it on my end. Right now, right. Uh, all my trades, uh, gold did really good yesterday. I cut off half of my positions, so looking in profits. And right now I'm still holding the other half, which is still growing actually. Went up to 123, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, Jake, no. So look into mm -hmm. that. Uh, I'm going to start looking on JD, JDST, which is the, the inverse, and see how that's going to go. So I'm trying to clear it off my, my trading portfolio today, gold, and maybe take a position on JDST if things mm -hmm. are not going, look, if not looking good. Um, but yeah, that's the only trade I'm working on right now. All right. Well, yeah, I don't really have much in terms of news updates. In terms of just trading, everything's going pretty well. I'm seeing here that Tesla is now hitting mm -hmm. time highs again. Mm -hmm. So now it's at 669. Uh, I see that the market is pushing, well, was the NASDAQ is pushing to all time highs as well. So, you know, it looks like tech is doing pretty strong before we open the market here. Uh, Neil position is doing well. That's pretty much that. And yeah, that's pretty much it. Um, You know, there's one thing that I find interesting, though. Airbnb is actually not dropping. Yeah, no, it, it actually started pushing back um, to the 130s, I think. No, it's at 154 right now. Holy fuck. I was trying to get into it. I was waiting for it to drop, like, below 30s. Because uh, last, like, a couple of days ago, it was, like, 120-something. Yeah, no, and it just bounced right started back up. growing to 130. And then I was like, okay, it might go down a little bit more. So I can take a strong position. And I didn't look on yesterday, to be honest, because I was busy with the exam and stuff. Yeah, no. Amen. It did a lot of this move. Well, yesterday it closed right around 150, and now it's at 154, or 153. Um, so that's interesting. I mean, you would expect it to go down, but I guess mm -hmm. because everything is going up, it, it's just rallying. Yeah, rallying it will go down a little bit. Um, but yeah, besides that, everything else is looking pretty strong. Hopefully, we can continue this trend. Likely not. There's always something that happens to bring everything back down, and then we go back up. That's just the nature of the market. It's just ups and downs. But yeah, besides Airbnb that, that's pretty much it. What was that? Airbnb has a lot of potential, in my opinion. Yeah, I But feel like it has, in terms of just like actual, um, what do you call it? Hotels. Um, Hospitality. Hospitality. In terms of that, that it's probably the number one. Yeah, no, indeed. But according to Robin Hill report, the fair value for its share should be sixty dollars, not hundred and fifty. So well, then again, on Tesla, they had it at like a hundred dollars <laughs> when they were. Like look at it now, almost seven hundred. Yeah. No, no, no. I, I mean, that was back in the day. Be, I would see Tesla, relatively speaking, Tesla is now worth like. If it didn't do that stock split, it would probably be at 3,000 plus. Oh, yeah. That's true. It didn't do the, the stock split. 
All right, bro. Let's not make it too lengthy. Uh, I will catch up with ya next week. Peace. All right. Have a good weekend. See you next week.